-hmm. pore clogging ingredients are the number one thing that we love to educate the most on because that, like your hormones could be perfect. You could have the perfect diet, but if there's still pore cloggers in your skincare, you're still going to break out and you'll just think it's hormonal, right? Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. Happy Monday and welcome back for another episode of The Gals Guide. We are in our fangirl era? Yes. Question mark? Mm -hmm. I I would say so. I mean, if you looked at any of my social media, I feel like you would definitely think that (laughs) at Emily Elise. Um, (laughs) But I, we've both been like, constantly like working but I went to like three concerts in a row this week almost was four but one Mm -hmm. of them I got take I was not I did not make the guest list so I decided not to go because I was like I'm not buying a ticket oh yeah Um, I need I need a day to rest but we we both went to a concert this past Saturday where Mm -hmm. I went to go see um Renee Rapp Mm -hmm. you went to go see the love of your life the Nick Jonas yep Yep, yep, yep. The Nick Jonas. <laughs> the Nicholas Jerry Jonas. And he just gets sex. Was Priyanka there? Uh, not that I could tell from where we were uh-huh. sitting. Um, he just gets sexier by the year, <laughs> by the age. Did he come out? Did he come out dressed like Frat Boy Nick? Yes. With I got, the backwards hat? I got Frat Boy Nick singing Jealous, and he, like, took off his hat and, like, ran his hands through his hair, and everyone was, like, going wild. <laughs> and I... Did you tell like, your husband any of this? Uh, no. And I also took my air freshener with me and put him, Nick Jonas, in my um, clear purse. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so my he was God. just, like, chilling. I took a photo with him. That was my concert photo because trying to stand in the the sections was very odd. Um, there were a lot of people, but there was not an empty seat. Like it was packed in there. Mm. Mm-hmm. So packed. And then the opener was so good. Lawrence, the band or whatever their name is. Yes. Um, they sing that. Um, what is that? Like, I don't know what that song's called. <laughs> Dump it. I can't think of it, but it was so good. I was like, oh, they're bit. I like didn't know who they were because I, I'm so dumb. I didn't think they were having an opener. I don't know what where the miscommunication happened for me. But okay, but like also, why are artists publishing who their opener is? Yes, okay, on so, their tours? okay. So I like I, I was like I either missed them. I thought it, I literally thought it was just them. Like I thought it was just them doing like a really long concert, yada yada, and so. I texted my friend who went to the Raleigh show like two days before and I was like, Hey, is there an opener? Like, I'm just trying to like kind of figure out like when we need to get there. Um, and so we kind of missed part of the opener, but that's okay. Uh, whatever. Oh, we didn't uh, pay attention to the opener at all. But Sorry. They, they started, Lawrence. they started singing that song. They were very, they had a lot of energy. That's what I'll say. And their oh, yeah. band and their band was cool. I liked the saxophone and like all of that. It was very fun. Um, but they sang that one song, I guess that there's, that's their song that like, one of their songs that like was in the charts and I was like, Oh, I know this song. <laughs> but yeah, they like covered an NSYNC song too, which was pretty fun. Um, but yeah, a lot of people, we were all just kind of sitting for it and I don't know why everyone was just sitting, but it, it just oh, was like, I mean, very, I don't really stand for, I don't really ever yeah, stand for openers. Well, we just needed to rest our feet. Um, we all stood it's like, it's a long show. It's a long show, but no, it was really, really, really fun. We had amazing seats. We, um, we were in like the lower section. Um, and so we could see the stage like we could see, see them. And then when they went, like walked through the middle to like the backstage, we were right in mm-hmm. front of it. Like mm-hmm. off to the, we were on the side to the of, B stage. Yeah. Yes. It was so good. They were so close. It was so fun. But yeah, it was great. It was really good. It was fun. I am definitely posting more videos than I probably ever would because I like, got, I feel like I got like pretty good ones. We weren't like close enough to see their face, but like, I got. I was able to get like them and the video behind it, so it they're mm-hmm. they're all pretty good. Um, the the sound quality, also they are just like incredible live. Like my oh, yeah. sister kept saying, 
how do they sound so good? I'm like, because they're good. But also, like, they sound so good. Like, they are so tight. Their harmonies are tight. Like, they were, like, I Joe wish. was doing his thing. Nick was doing his thing. It was great. There's some parts that Joe really does put a lot more effort in when he's doing live that I'm like, why did you not do this on the actual album? Especially, yes. like, in Vacation Eyes and, like, a lot yes. of those other ones where it's, like, he does, like, a more, like, growl mm-hmm. almost. And I'm like, why did you not do that on the actual recording I so know. I could listen to it on repeat like I that. I know, I know. Oh, it was so good, man. They were really playing the, they were really playing the crowd though, which was fun. Yeah. Um, and Joe made a, made a video for this girl's fiance because she kept, I guess she's been to multiple shows and her fiance won't come. And he was like, he was like, what's your fiance's name? And she was like, Andrew. And she, he was like, does Andrew drink? And she was like, yeah. And he was like, listen, Andrew, we get better with every alcoholic drink that you have. I'll get the first one. Nick will get the second. And then Kevin was like off to the side, like putting up his fingers for three, four, and five. He was like, I'll get three, four, and five. <laughs> to I love try how to get Joe Andrew. Jonas, I love how Joe Jonas has a southern accent in this story. <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't know. I can't. I don't. Honestly, to be honest, I don't know what they sound like really when they talk. One of my favorite, one of my favorite things that I did like before they went into like the like Jonas Brothers era, like the the like title, like the SOS hold on. They had the, the video- self titled. Yes, I couldn't think of the word. I am having word finding issues, and I think I need to go get my brain checked. But they had the video of like all of their like old school like. Yeah. Oh, it was so cute. My sister goes, oh, I forgot about Camp Rock. <laughs> It was just so funny. It was really fun going with her. She had a really good time. So um, it was a good little bonding moment. It wasn't as great as when you went with me. Um, No, because we got to touch them and they were not allowing people to do that this time. Like they were like as soon as as people reached their arm over, they were immediately in front of them pushing them back. And the barricade was different. It was different than uh, what what it was when we went back before COVID. Because we like we like really were close. Like we (laughs) we had no shame. I was grabbing Nick Jonas's bicep like it was like the last thing I had to do to save the world. Like, I was like, I will touch this man. My ear's still ringing from it, your screen. So I I know. know. Yeah. Man, that video, you still have that video somewhere, man. That is. Oh, oh, yeah. That's a keeper. That's a keeper. Should I go up on the gal's guide this week? (laughs) Maybe gal's guide TikTok. (laughs) Hmm. Yes, it should. (laughs) What more perfect timing? What more does anybody want other than to hear me screaming over how much I love Nick Jonas? (laughs) Yeah. And then you went to another concert this past week. Yeah, that was so, like I, so ooh. the same day, same day you were at the Jonas Brothers. I went and saw Renee rap. Yes, and she brought out Bryson Teller, oh which if you know the Renee rap lore, when she was in high school, which shout out Charlotte, North Carolina, um, she like went viral because someone posted a video of her singing um, "Exchange" by Bryson Tiller. Um, like it was like on their Snapchat or whatever, and they posted it online and it like went viral. And it was like, her doing runs that are in the song exchange, which I mean, at the age of 16, sound amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, so she started singing that song, and then halfway through, she brought up Bryson Tiller. How to, iconic. Um, to do the song with her. And I was like, oh my God, I'm in, she's like, I'm in love with Bryson Tiller. I'm straight. I'm straight. <laughs> She's like, guys, you didn't know this, but um, I'm straight. (laughs) So that was really good. Her opener was really good, too. Alexander 23, which he helped to produce that album. He's also worked with Olivia Rodrigo as well, too. He was really good. He knew his audience because halfway through his opening set, he started playing um, Steal My Girl by One Direction. And I was like, you know the crowd. You know who was here That's and amazing. it was pretty iconic. Um, I so want to go to her show, but the tickets are like astronomically more expensive than they were originally. And it's on a Wednesday night in a town that's two hours from me. So I'm like, oh, I don't I don't think I can Look, do it. Look, if I can do weekday concerts, you can too. Uh, it's not about the concert. It's about the money because I have to go to Nashville in a month. So I'm like. Eek. To finish your album. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Mm. But, yeah, so then I went to her, and then um, Monday I went to see the 975 at the Hollywood Bowl, which was amazing, um, and just seeing their whole performance. I mean, their stage is iconic. I really do enjoy it. So that was really cool, and just to see that their whole set, 
And I hadn't seen them like in a full on concert since we went, I right? went with you. Yeah, back in like 2015 or something like that. Yeah, it was, in, so, it was in college, probably like it was right after their sophomore album came out mm-hmm. um, because it was only the first two albums. So that was really great. And then the next day, reason that I like I wasn't hyping that up too much. If you guys know, I did a whole episode about me meeting Maddie Healy like this time last year. Um, is because the next night. Um, my work was doing a private show at the Roxy with the 1975. Um, and like only like 300 people were in there. Like you had to like, it was like probably the most exclusive concert I think in Los Angeles, because even some of my friends who are notorious for sneaking into concerts and like finagling their ways in could not get in whatsoever. I had so many people like in my DMS, ever all my coworkers did too, of people asking us like, how do they get into this concert? And I was like, I did not know because I thought the whole stuff like with, Taylor Swift and everything would have made people like not want to be in yeah. 75 and like die down that hype. I did not expect it to be as feral as it was um, because <laughs> everybody was just trying to get in. There was a standby line of people like hoping they would get in and it, we, we weren't. Um, so it was pretty insane. But so I felt really fucking cool. Um, so how did people get like, to be there was it like a so like a contest to, kind of thing or yeah so you had to call so i think once every hour mm. um on k-rock they would you would call have in. a chance to call in like in the and olden days to, when people would call in and get yeah. tickets and then you had to also answer trivia on top of that too so oh i would have failed and you also had to be a los angeles resident or oh. like orange county resident i would have failed so, all of the above <laughs> It what like when I say exclusive like, like exclusive, exclusive um, to the point where like normally I'm allowed a plus one and I was not allowed a plus mm-hmm. one for this particular event. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you want to see footage from that concert because like I said I was working it so I was right there front of stage. I feel like I have some of the most iconic videos I've ever oh taken my in my career. Those videos are so good. They're like crystal clear. Okay, you can like see his like sweat. So 4K. What did you do? 60 fr- 4K, 60 frames per second on an iPhone 14 Pro. Turn on Apple ProRes. I do color grade on my videos, which means like I photo, like essentially like I'm editing them, like the colors and like the look of it and everything. Um, but uh, yeah, that is like my go-to tip. If you want good concert photos, also like just don't throw your phone up there and like not do anything like adjust the exposure on it as we, well too. yeah Lindsay and I were doing that my sister and I were doing that she's like what are you doing I was like I'm turning down the the exposure and she was like oh my gosh you're like it looks so good I was like yeah Emily taught me this yeah. and it's the best trick she's ever taught me on like video <laughs> like seriously it made, it made the world of difference because like just the yeah. video itself it was like too bright and there was just too much going on and then you bring it down and it's like oh I can actually see them yeah. and it's colorful and <laughs> yeah um, my biggest pet peeve is when people take concert videos and then they just, they just hold their phone up. They don't do anything. I'm like, please do something. <laughs> like just do something. I t- did, it takes I did two not seconds. do the 4k though. I don't think unless that, that's like, unless that's what mine is in my, no, it, an iPhone does not normally standard set to that. Mm. It will set to like, I think just regular HD 30 frames per second. I've gone into my camera settings and changed it to where anytime I'm shooting video, it will automatically shoot in 4k 60 mm. frames per second. Um, That's a good look. And then I do zoom in a little bit oh, just to get I've a got, little bit closer. I think I must, we must have had a conversation because mine's already set to that. 4K, Perfect. 60, whatever you said. Yep. 60, yes. Frames per second. I <laughs> was like, I don't know what FPS stands for, but the 60 Frames per second. That means for one second, it's taking 60 photos, um, essentially. Wow. That's what a frame per second is. So mm-hmm. when there's more frames per second, you get a smoother shot. All right. Well, look yeah. at go past me because those videos were probably some of the best I took. I mean, I like I said, I couldn't see their sweat, yeah. but I was yeah. they were good enough. I also will say if you're far from the stage, and this is something I just learned recently. If you're farther from the stage and you're having to zoom in and you want a more steadier shot, put your phone into action mode mm. um, because then it's easier to track the subject and you your phone won't be as shaky and it'll smooth mm. it out a little bit. Yeah, I didn't zoom in because I was like, Mm-mm, it just don't look good and I'm so shaky. Like I was so <laughs> shaky. I was like, I'm just gonna. Yeah. Keep it at one and just get what I can get. And normally if I, if it's an event I'm working, like I'm working mm-hmm. it, I will have a phone stabilizer. Like a steady um, cam kind of thing. Yeah. 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 It's hard. I mean, to... it's hard to stand still like 
Because I was trying to get, I was trying to get a little bit of all the songs I wanted, but not every mm-hmm. single song. Like I wanted to enjoy the concert and I would do like a part of the song and then I would just like enjoy the rest of the song. But because I was like, I'm not, this is not my job. Like I'm just taking these for yeah. fun. But also yeah. I was like, I well, am it's just tired. Like, <laughs> everybody's like, oh my God, how'd you get such good videos? I'm like, it's like I went to film school or something, you know, <laughs> like You're it's like, like I'm uh, using my degree or something, you yeah, know, <laughs> you know, all like photography, like all the things I've done in the past, like, you know, they might, I don't know, help me out. They might play into that, you know, <laughs> just a thought, but, uh, no. Yeah. So I, that was really cool to be able to like to work with them again. Um, and they're, they're such sweet guys. They're so nice. So it was really a pleasure to have two days with them. So mm-hmm. that was really great. But uh, so what exciting. has been your captivation though? Okay. So I haven't really read it yet, but um, I read the introduction and it's already gonna just kill me, I think. Not really, but like it's gonna it's gonna turn me into a different person. Uh, it's the artist okay. way. It's the artist way. Oh, I've been telling you for <laughs> centuries to read this book. So I got it and I read like like ten pages and I was like Oh no! It's a hard read. I'm like, oh no, this is gonna break me in places I didn't need no need to be broken, and this is gonna make me get out of my comfort zone. But I'm very excited. I've got to figure out, like, I this week was kind of a wash because I was like, I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna go to Pure Bar, and then I'm gonna read. Well, I don't have time after Pure Bar before getting ready to read, so I'm gonna have mm-hmm. to figure out like a time in my day to. It may just have to be a nighttime thing. I know, I know, it's like morning journaling, but I may have to do nighttime journaling to make it work in my schedule because I cannot get up at four a.m. Like I can but barely get up at five. Counterintuitive, and I don't think you need to. In my opinion, <sighs> you don't need to journal for that long. The point of the journaling is to get everything out of your head it's not meant to sit there and be beautiful writing at okay. all it's the purpose of it it's just a brain dump can i brain get, i can't brain dump at night it's supposed I to be in the morning I, yes because okay. then it gives you a clear sense of thought for the rest of your day okay okay fair that makes it sense is every maybe like, i can give myself have, like a three minute like three minutes write as much as i can get it out and be done with it it is the point of it is to literally just Get everything that is blocking you yes. from um, being able to, like, continue on with your day. So, like, any mm-hmm. worries, any stress, anything, like, just getting it out, mm-hmm. getting it on the paper so it doesn't take up more time in your mm-hmm. head. I know. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to doing that because I – it's so funny because when I wake up, I'm good. I go to my workout class. It's 50 minutes of me not thinking about anything. As soon as I get in the car, I'm like, I'm like spiraling Mm -hmm. again. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, I think it's really going to be good for me. And the other thing I'm excited for is like doing like the artist dates and like taking myself Mm -hmm. out on like fun little things. But I'm excited. And I think for those, you should definitely go to to a movie by myself. No, I was going to say concerts for you. yes. Concerts. That, yes. Like just like even like I thought you were going to say movie because you do that so much. (laughs) Because it makes sense for me though. I know it does. Yes, I do need too even if it's like smaller people like around town yeah um i'm definitely down for that when i go to nashville i definitely want to try to like go see somebody um, yes. play so i am very excited i we can definitely convene uh, over yes, this yes i i just i don't know what's in store and everybody is like you're gonna be changed it's gonna change you buckle up or like something i'm like i mean like I'm you're, a I, nervous. I need to <laughs> i need to reread it because i was forced to read it in grad school okay yeah and when that you're forced is when, it's not the same as when you like and i was good about doing it but yeah. then i then the pandemic happened and I didn't want to do it anymore. So I need to like read a 12 it. week program. Like, I mean, and it's mm-hmm. some, and I like how they said, like, you don't just, it's not like a one and done. Like you, you mm-hmm. can do it multiple times throughout your life. So yeah, I was forced to read it the second I started grad school, mm-hmm. like film school. Like mm-hmm. we were, that was the first thing we had to read before classes started was mm-hmm. this book. Yeah. So um, it's a thick boy. I will say it's a big one, but I'm very mm-hmm. excited and I think it'll be, It'll be fun to do something because I'm always looking for ways to be more creative and to like get more into those things. And like I like to read like more fiction stuff. So this is going to be really it's going to challenge me to like keep going with it. Like I don't have anybody like checking in with me. So I I think that will be a little bit more challenging for me to like put myself first for once. But Mm -hmm. I'm very excited. So yeah, it forces you to be accountable. Julia Cameron. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then this book has been around for a decade. Which is like, so funny th- because I really, she probably was just like, holy guacamole. Like, I don't even know if she realized when she was making it, like, the kind of impact it would have on so many people. So Yeah. And I don't think you have to be an artist in order oh, no. to uh, do the artist play practice. Yeah, it's like um, it's I, like trying to help you like tap into your creative like creative side and like your creativity mm-hmm. and and just like a different part of who you are. So I think it's it could be for anybody. Um, yeah. Well, now that you're re- now that you're finally reading it, maybe I'll start re- maybe I'll reread it. <gasps> we'll do it. it together, except for yeah. apart. It's <laughs> 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 like it happens. <laughs> Um, what is your captivation, though? Um, so my captivation, thank you so much um, for asking for once, um, <laughs> is not the, the color. <laughs> it's the color red. Okay. I could see that Does for that you. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> I mean, Taylor Swift wrote an entire album called Red and a song about red. I mean. So it definitely so makes I, sense. You would think I like red because I have red hair. Mm-hmm. But I honestly, I don't. And I have a red couch. You Why do, do have I buy a red, red couch? You do have a red couch. I always forget you have a red couch, but it fits what? you and it looks really good in your space. Like I want a new couch. I want a brand new because it's old. Yes. That's Why fair. did I buy a red couch? I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, you like red. <laughs> I don't wear red at all. Like really, that's why I don't. I with pink. Like I love pink, but I don't have anything that's pink. <laughs> so I have been dipping into like my. I've been getting. Red nails lately. I started wearing red lips more because I love a classic red lip. Oh, yeah. Um, Taylor Swift does too. But I have been getting like little details um, in my wardrobe to kind of incorporate more. Um, So like red stripes, cherries, little things like that that have pops of red um, but aren't overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I've just, I just noticed how gravitated I am towards red right now. And I don't know why, because it's not like, I don't feel like there's any like trends going on right now that are You can be the trendsetter. What do you, I mean, you like, it's your moment. (laughs) It really is. It really, it truly is. Um, I've got red glasses. I know. I do really like those. Like I got, I I got red frame glasses. uh, So yeah, I, red is everywhere right now for me for some reason. So Mm -hmm. that is, that, that is my color for the season, I think. Mm, I'm getting my nails done tomorrow. Maybe red will be my color. Mm-hmm. I do like mm-hmm. a good red nail. Well, we are so excited to jump into today's episode. We are talking with Danielle and Kaylee of Clear Stem, and we are thrilled to kind of have this conversation we've been wanting to have about skincare and acne and anti-aging products. I mean, I am somewhat of a skincare guru. Like, I love skincare. I love learning about it. And Hannah knows this from the many years that I worked at Sephora that, like, it is that the one thing that I like to nerd out on. So I have been, like, dying to do an episode like this. And when we reached out to Kaylee and Danielle, we were thrilled to have them on the show and kind of just not only go over their brand, Clear Stem, but also just dive into a lot of um, problems that I feel like our listeners typically have. And so we're hoping that if you've struggled with acne, if you're wanting to learn more about anti-aging um, chemicals and products, we hope this episode is really informative for you, but you're welcome to go and check out their products and their social media. We will leave a link for all that in the show notes below. You can also check out us out on social media at the gals guide pod and our personals at Nomi Elise and at Hannah Adams Miller. And while you're here, feel free to hit subscribe. We just celebrated four years of this podcast. Can't so believe it. subscribe, listen to all these episodes we have. We're so happy to have you here, gals, and be a part of this little fam. But we're going to do a couple of ad reads really quickly and then jump into today's episode. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Alrighty, gals. So joining us today are the co-founders of ClearStem Skincare, the one and only toxin-free skincare line that targets both acne and aging at the same time. One is a licensed clinical esthetician and founder of San Diego Acne Clinic, and the other a certified holistic nutrition. Together, they've joined forces to provide acne sufferers of all ages with safer and more effective solutions. Everyone, please welcome Danielle and Kaylee. Hi. Hi, thank you for having us. Thanks for that beautiful <laughs> you introduction. You are so welcome. We have really <laughs> like enjoyed your skincare. Before uh, you guys came on the show, we had a couple of your products sent over to both of us, and we've had a couple months to kind of like dive into all the products and like really um, experiment with them, and we are such huge fans, and we have so many questions that like we want to talk to you both about and like really dig into the nitty gritty. I am a huge skincare fanatic. I worked at Sephora for like five years to, to put me through undergrad and I just fell in love like with cosmetic chemistry and with like the in and outs of like acne products and uh, anti-aging products. So I have a ton of questions that we are going to dig into and really get into. But before we get into any of that, I would love to know, is there a current thing or product that you were just currently captivated by? I am back on the King Coffee train. I've loved King Coffee for the last few years. And you, you know, you have in, in, a, in and outs with obsessions. You kind of like forget about it for a while and then you come back to it. Mm-hmm. The Organo King mm-hmm. Coffee, which is coffee that's modulated with reishi uh, Ganoderma spores. And it's really, it's anti-parasitic. It boosts your immune system. It's so so good for you and you can have multiple cups a day because the it modulates mm. the caffeine levels down but I feel so good drinking it again and I've been back on it for the last like two weeks and so it's my absolute obsession now I need to look into that because I'm a big coffee person it's <laughs> a good one that's exactly what I was going to say. I was like, Hannah, that sounds like exactly something that's going to be up your alley. Yes. Danielle, what about you? I am obsessed with putting this um I found this bottle of like key lime juice and I keep it in my fridge and I think it's like what you like make for like cocktails and stuff like that but it's just straight up yummy lime juice and I'm putting that in my water throughout the day and it makes it like fun Florida water I don't know it's like vacation water I'm really enjoying it I love that vacation water yeah it's like vacation water I feel like I'm on a beach I feel like I'm somewhere tropical like I yeah it's great I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. And I mean, like, I need anything that's going to help me drink more water. Like, that is something that I definitely need to add to my pantry for sure. So anything like that, I'm all game for. Uh, but yeah, we have been so excited to talk to you gals. Like, we, like I said, we got a couple of your products. And I have never been somebody personally that has ever, like, struggled like with acne I am one like my parents had really great skin so like I never knew that struggle but Hannah you've had it before and that I you know I knew many friends that also you know dealt with a lot of that and it's something that can really affect your self-esteem like a ton because I mean it's right there on your face it's something that everybody can see and not really something that a lot of makeup especially if you like a lot of cystic acne like not something that makeup can really cover up that much I would love to know like what made you want to start clear stem and get into this yeah Kaylee and I are both um we struggle with acne I struggled with it really really bad and still do um it's just it the way you didn't have it in your family I had it really bad on both sides so it's there's a genetic predisposition Mm. and then depending on a lot of environmental triggers that'll determine like how it presents for people so um I did Accutane three separate times and it still came right back Mm. And I just became obsessed with finding a solution. I happened to have studied biology and immunology throughout um, high school and throughout college. I was going to 
going to pre-med, but I did not like our medical system because when I was, you know, my acne was at its worst, I was going to doctors all the time and not one of them was able to have a meaningful conversation around diet or um, like root cause triggers, like certain foods um, that could mess with hormones, vitamins that can mess with hormones, Mm -hmm. like None of that was discussed. It was always just which prescription can we put you on again? So I got pretty disenchanted with our medical system after my experience. But I love studying biology. I love anything, anything chemistry, biology, immunology, all of it. Love it all. So kept up with, um, kept up with like you know studying and you know reading white paper and staying on top of, um, you know biohacker you know tips and things like that throughout my twenties, but. At age 29 um, is when the third round of Accutane failed, and I was like, screw this. I'm going to have to figure it out myself. So I went back to school um, to get my esthetician license because that was the only way you could get access to skin information. And while I was there, like it ties in biology, it ties in, um, you know, a little bit of genetics. So I was like, wow, this is the medical profession I'd always wanted but didn't know existed. Um, And I was hooked. So that's when I started San Diego Acne Clinic, and that was about nine years ago. And Kaylee was one of my first, my first clinic patients. And I met Danielle when I was struggling beyond belief with acne. I had never dealt with acne aggressively in my life. I feel like I had what's the typical teenage acne where, you know, I was put on proactive. I went to the dermatologist. I was put on different. I was using Cetaphil, like just the Mm -hmm. typical, basically all the solutions would just dry the crap out of my face, make them peel, make them really red, sun sensitive, irritated, um, and just so, so dry. And so I would always just go through waves of using them and not to try to control my acne, but I felt like my skin was always just dry and peeling Mm -hmm. and irritated constantly. So I had a little bit of a break. Um, I didn't deal with too much acne in college. Again, it was like the here and there, the period acne. But then, boom, in my mid-20s, it hit me like crazy. And all of a sudden, for the first time in my life, I was struggling with cystic acne. And it was all over both cheeks, down my jawline. And I went what I thought was the typical route that you go and you have acne. You go to the dermatologist. You see what's going on. And what I didn't know is how much of just a prescription based it was because at this time I'd gone back to school to study holistic nutrition so I went to the doctor so excited to find answers I was like I can't wait to figure out like what's going on get answers and why and it was just here's Accutane here's birth control here's antibiotics and by this point I'd learned to to come to my own defenses to ask questions to ask why to dig deeper and I wasn't given any of those. At the same time, since I had gone back to school to study holistic nutrition, I was putting myself through so many different protocols, AIP diets, elimination diets, and nothing seemed to work. I was trying the harshest of skincare and I was trying the cleanest of clean. And I truly felt like I had tried everything. I was so close to going on Accutane because this was eight plus months of just not like it getting worse and worse and not being able to figure out what was going on. And I was feeling really defeated. I didn't want to leave the house. I was packing on like thick clay foundation makeup to try Mm -hmm. to cover up everything. But I felt so self-conscious leaving the house because I felt like when people looked at my skin, that's all they saw. And I had pretty much lost all my confidence. And one last Google search, a pop San Diego acne clinic. And I met Danielle. And my whole world was opened up into the actual root cause of acne, the things that you don't hear from the doctor, the things that you don't even learn in um, dietitian school and nutrition school um, and nutritional therapy practitioner school. You don't learn any of these really specific nuances. And I learned them through Danielle. And I felt like my expertise was education. And so Danielle and I really knew we were onto something when people didn't know these root causes. At the same time, Danielle was starting to formulate what is now clear stem. And we really found something that people needed. They needed the root cause education and the products that help make it work. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, let's go into that. I mean, cause I mean, we talked, you talked about the root causes that you were like discovering, like what are some of those that people may not be aware of? Because I know for me, like whenever I have ever had breakouts, it's always linked to like my hormones, like around like my period. And I know that that is one of the biggest triggers. Like what are some other ones that people may just not be aware of? Like, is it their diet? Is it supplements? Like, what does it look like? Yeah. The diet and supplement conversation is, um, it's huge and it's the most misunderstood um, 
set of triggers because there's a lot of that. Yeah, hormones obviously play a role, but there's things we're doing in our day to day life that are messing with our hormones, like not getting proper sleep, or um, having like say too much too much coffee right upon waking. It maybe keeps our cortisol a little higher than it would um, if we're not balancing our blood sugar. That's a huge one. Um, blood sugar balancing is mm. just critical. So if you're having sugar, like you could have a you can have an apple or you can have apple juice. One of them doesn't spike your blood sugar or inflammation. Apple juice will spike your blood sugar and cause inflammation. So little nuances like that that yes. people are doing um, throughout their day are messing with their glucose levels and thus throwing off their hormones. Then there's vitamins that they're taking like excessive amounts of B12 or even excessive amounts of vitamin B. Um, and also zinc, those all spike test. Yes, really? those can all spike testosterone if they're in too high of a dose. And almost everyone listening to this is taking at least one of those things. Um, so there are a lot of things we're doing in our day in our day to day oh, life yeah. that are messing with our hormones. But it doesn't get discussed <laughs> when you're when you're in an appointment. It's just like, oh, oh, something's wrong with your hormones. Be on this birth control, and that's the end of the discussion. Yeah. Well, and I feel like you really have to advocate for yourself. Absolutely. You're correct. I feel like you have to advocate for yourself really heavily when you go, like I go to an, I do an annual physical physical every single year and with the like typical blood work they do, they don't even really look into like the levels of like what vitamin D do, do I have in my body to like then make sure I'm not taking too much. Like I just feel like I need to find, I'm tiptoeing into the holistic medicine have been for the past like two years. And I'm like, I, just think I want to deep dive and learn all the things because I feel like that's something that you really have to just like ask for because it's just not part of the like typical medical model and it's frustrating because then everyone's like oh take vitamin d take take a b complex take this and so then you're in cvs and you're like okay well there's like 500 to pick from and I don't know what how much and so it's very discouraging. Well, I'm, re- sure. I'm really happy that you're diving more into the holistic side of things because for some reason, the functional definition of holistic has been taken very woo-woo. In reality, holistic oh, yeah. means look at the whole picture. Like exactly. look at everything that's going on. It's actually not a woo-woo thing. It's, hey, if I'm having a headache, do I just pump myself with Advil or is it dehydration? Do I spike my blood? Like what is the reason? It's taking a whole body look Mm. at yourself and not Mm -hmm. segmenting your body, acting like your body doesn't have so many functions that interact with each other. And that's something that I think a lot of people are now realizing is these different issues in our body aren't siloed. Like what's going on with acne isn't just the skincare you're using. Now it Mm -hmm. can be, the external cause can be poor clogging ingredients in your skincare, but there's internal components and that's looking at it holistically and not siloing acne to here's acne, here's just a prescription or here's just something topical for it. And um, to your point, Hannah, with the average blood work that you get done during physicals, it's not the doctor's fault. They have what they're supposed to run. And if they start running, quote, what's deemed unnecessary testing, They can actually get their licensing revoked, their um, insurance companies come after them. So they're not going to be testing for actual deficiencies. It's just testing for disease to see if you have a disease-related deficiency. And that's why finding a practitioner can really help. Yeah. And I've looked into like, there are other places in the community, at least here, that do those more in depth. I mean, it's more out of pocket. Like it's not necessarily covered by insurance because like you said, it's not necessary, honestly, I guess, deemed not necessary. (laughs) Um, but I do, I do agree with you 100% because I feel like leaning more into like kind of what you're saying, like actually finding the root of the problem instead of just placing like a bandaid on it, because then you're just, you're just kind of remediating the situation temporarily and you're never really figuring out like what's going on. And I feel like TikTok has brought so much light to like all these things that could be going on. So it's just very interesting how intertwined everything is and how uneducated I feel like a lot of us are and not not our fault, just something we just weren't really ever taught. Yeah. And how cool is it? We have all this access, podcasts, Mm -hmm. everything to actually open our eyes up to just different alternatives, which is really fun. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting to me that you brought up vitamin D as like one of the minerals that like people can like take a lot of and it being one of like the triggers because one, 
if you if you are watching the video of this, I am very, very pale. And I remember at one point when I was like severely struggling with migraines, I my, my neurologist was trying to find like the root cause of it. And we thought that maybe it was a low deficiency in vitamin D after we did some blood work. And we that ended up being one of the causes of it. And I remember she put me on a supplement for it. It was once a week, it was 50,000 milligrams of vitamin D. And I do remember getting like a lot of breakouts from doing that. I was like, this is a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Was it all on your chin? (laughs) And I don't feel like my body can process. Was it on your chin? Yeah. 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 That's where it always is. Yeah. So excessive vitamin D. And when I say excessive, I am referring to more than 150% RDV, your recommended daily value. It'll say that's how people can easily like keep track mm-hmm. what they're taking. It's the percentage RDV. Anything above that, 150% of vitamin D can spike your testosterone because it's fat soluble and we're not metabolizing it the most appropriate or optimal way, most of us. So that vitamin, because it's mm-hmm. fat soluble, even a small-ish amount in a supplement can trigger a breakout. And it's right like in, on the chin and like the corners of the mouth down. It's like extremely consistent right there. That's so interesting. I do remember it being like on the corners of my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh my God. I do also know that for me personally, if I have like too much dairy that I also get breakouts as well too. But you mentioned it being like on my chin. Is like, is the face mapping thing like a actual real thing or is it something that like, I feel like a lot of girls are taught like in their early preteen years that like face mapping like and where acne occurs is linked to certain things going on in your body is that it, all true? to some extent I don't like people to follow face mapping because it's so it's oh. so incomplete that to me it's inaccurate it doesn't take into account pore clogging ingredients in your makeup yeah. your skincare your sunscreen it doesn't uh, it doesn't take into account your hair conditioner which can appear as acne mainly on the right side for people because most people sleep on their right so like all these normal things that affect like 90% of acne sufferers get ignored on the face map so that's why I'm like don't waste your time on that you know use it for inspiration maybe but like it's not it's not bible at all Um, just because it doesn't factor in the major factors that affect most people so most of the things for for anyone listening here that's the the number one thing that's probably bothering your skin is pore clogging ingredients and that's topical. So that's stuff that's, you know, there are filler agents in your makeup like ethyl hexyl palmitate or glycerol stearate SE or um, even natural sounding things in your make and your uh, like your lotion or your makeup or your sunscreen like coconut oil or shea butter. Those ingredients that most companies use are a lot thicker than our natural oil. So it clogs up our pore and it just creates congestion and breakouts. And I would say after nine years mm. of reviewing thousands of people's products when they come into my clinic to get treated, over 90% of them have pore clogging ingredients in like several of their products. So that's, you know, the, like hormones is a good part of the conversation when you're thinking internally, but externally, mm-hmm. pore clogging ingredients are the number one thing that we love to educate the most on because that. Like your hormones could be perfect. You could have the perfect diet, but if there's still pore cloggers in your skincare, you're still going to break out and you'll just think it's hormonal, right? Mm -hmm. So people can check for pore cloggers by copying and pasting the ingredient deck of their product into the checker that we have on our website. Ooh, I'm going to do that. Oh, perfect. That's yeah. Great. So there's that stuff. And then there's the, so that's the, the yeah. external part. And then the internal part is, you know, avoiding too many of those vitamins, like too many, uh, too much vitamin D, too much B12, too much zinc, and then biotin. So excess of those or in, you know, a high amount in supplement form is going to trigger for people. And then diet, like you were saying, dairy is like the biggest dietary trigger. And dairy gets you on your chin too. It's like, it's like the same zone as the vitamin D. Yeah. Yeah. So dairy and then sugar and then. um, I love dairy. I know. Just make it count. Yeah. I know. I'm like one cheese thing a day. Okay. Fine. Yeah. That and then eggs. Eggs are another trigger. pore clogging ingredients. Yeah. Pore clogging ingredients in your skincare is huge. So most people, when they're trying to treat acne, they're like looking at one thing or another, they're like, oh, it's just my hormones or it's just my diet. Um, it's not. It's a. It's multiple triggers internally and externally. 
So that's why education is the biggest part of Clear STEM because we're constantly talking about the things that could be breaking people out that they're not even thinking of. And pore clogging ingredients is like the first starting point before you change anything else. Because if there's something breaking you out in your sunscreen or your makeup, it's not going to stop. You got to get it out of your routine in order to really get better. So are ingredients more like um, like like parabens and sulfates and all those, are those going to be the ones that um, are like the highest amount like in like pore clogging or is it more like oil-based products as well? So the one, the parabens and sulfates, um, the, those are more endocrine disruptors, like hormone disruptors that we avoid those. Um, that's why we're, you know, we're on the non-toxic um, mm-hmm. side of things. But for pore clogging ingredients, it's like things that are physically thicker than your oil, like coconut oil or shea butter. Um, avocado oil, algae, seaweed. Okay. There's a lot. There's like hundreds of them. It's it's not really worth it to try to memorize them all. Yeah. You just want to copy and paste your ingredient deck into the checker <laughs> that we have on the website because there's literally like a hundred of them. Um, and the best way to get, oh. the best way to know mm. is to just actually like check with that checker. And I always feel like, I, I'm at least when I was younger, I had really oily skin and I was always afraid to use more um, I guess oils on my skin, but would you say something like, cause I know you mentioned coconut oil not being like a good one to use, but would like olive oil, um, argan oil and rose hip oil, would any of those like be good, like in okay for oilier skin, um, people to use? Well, if you're not acne prone, you can use any of those oils. Like my, like, um, mature skin, like my Nana uses olive oil. It's like amazing for her. Love it. I can't use it. <laughs> so on the comedogenic scale, it goes from zero to five. Zero means it's totally safe. It will not clog you up. Five mm-hmm. means it's very, very, very likely to clog you up and don't use it. Um, water is a zero. Um, then there are certain oils that happen to be a zero too, like hemp oil, rose hips oil, safflower, sunflower. There's a few other ones too. But then everything else is kind of like in the middle. So olive oil is a two. So that's like a 40% chance it's going to break you out. So if you're acne prone, you want to avoid that topically. And again, this is just topically because eating olive oil is amazing for you. But if you were just to use straight up oils or if they're in your product and you're acne prone, I would um, not do olive oil. I would stick to rose hips like you mentioned or hemp or safflower or sunflower. I have so much learning to do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, Hannah, you've often struggled like with drier skin and like with inflammation and I've try to help her like build like a skincare routine like over time and um it, it can be like overwhelming sometimes I feel like for a lot of people it's super overwhelming where exactly to start it sounded like could have been a struggle for the two of you is Emily you're it doesn't sound like you're acne prone at all so what works for you might not actually work mm-hmm. for Hannah because you might be able to use some things that have pore clogging ingredients but it not have an effect on your skin versus Hannah being someone who's more acne prone can't use the same mm-hmm. things as you can so someone who is more acne prone has to be hyper vigilant about pore clogging ingredients, dairy, over supplementation, uh, eggs, like Danielle mentioned earlier, that's a really big one. Um, caffeine consumption, alcohol consumption, because it all plays a role. It sounds like Hannah, you deal with it. I deal with it. Like, ve- I'm very easily inflamed, like very easily. Um, oh, yeah. That's how my a lot of my acne comes from um, inflammation. That's the the biggest thing that'll break me out overall, like food and inflammation based on certain things. So that's why our education is so important. So people can really just go through a checklist and remove the frustration and overwhelm of what's causing my acne. I have no idea. My friend recommended these products. She has beautiful skin, but maybe she naturally has beautiful skin. And so you have to consider that your skin might need something a little bit different, a little more active, a little more exfoliating. But also you mentioned you have drier skin. So I don't know if you have a moisturizer that you love, if you're over exfoliating, if you're using a retinol, if you're not putting on Mm -hmm. SPF. There's a lot of things that play into effect with dry and easily inflamed skin. Well, and I also have always struggled with like terrible redness Mm -hmm. like on my cheeks. And so that also, I don't know if that has anything to do with anything because you know my dermatologist was like it's not rosacea don't know how to help you and I was like great so I just have red skin for my entire life so I'm very self-conscious like I have I have decent skin like I'll get some like hormonal acne like if I'm inflamed or if I'm eating something a little bit more like on the dairy side or honestly I eat a lot of eggs and I hadn't hadn't thought about that so I might try to limit that a little bit but so the redness is so it just gets on my nerves so I try to cover it up with things which I'm sure are pore clogging so I think I'm just like in this cycle of like what do I do why is my skin so red and dry typically (laughs) redness is something internal it's yeah it could be the eggs because eggs do bother the lymphatic system 
um, they don't really. This is so weird. We were talking about egg allergies at lunch today, and my friend was like, "Yeah, my sister like cut eggs out, and she feels so good. Her gut is so much better, and I have so many gut issues and anxiety." And I'm like, "Is it the eggs?" Uh, honestly, I'm gonna say it's like ninety percent likely that the eggs are bothering probably the eggs. Yeah, oh yeah. The redness is a sign of inflammation, and um, the reason eggs are a trigger. They're either a superfood or they are like a top allergen. Like there's like two camps and there's no in between. In our world, <laughs> oh they are a top gosh. allergen and irritant because the albumin yeah. protein of egg whites is very hard to digest. Proteins that don't get digested well bother our <laughs> lymphatic system. And in the face, it's going to show up as inflammation in your cheeks right there. Like, San- like Santa Claus see, cheeks. Like, yeah. You can probably see the redness. Yeah, I mean, that's and like when, I, when I'm hot or it just gets redder. Yep. The speed is additional inflammation. Yes. And I'm like, I can start out with it like slightly pink. And I'm like, okay, I could rock this. Like I don't need makeup today. And then by like 3 p.m. it's like bright red and hot and I feel hot. And I'm like, oh my God, I thought I looked good this morning. (laughs) I look like I ran a marathon. So that's very interesting. I'm going to try. I eat a lot of eggs. Elimination diet. Cut them out for a month. For like 30 days. Yep. Okay. And then see how you're doing. And eggs are in everything. Well, okay. So it's it's literally (laughs) the amount of egg white protein. So if it's like baked baked (laughs) into like a bigger thing, it's not a big deal. Yeah. It's having eggs on their own. Okay. Yeah. So get and I do that. Some, I do that a lot. Get yourself mm-hmm. some delicious organic breakfast sausage or something. Like you can have something Perfect. else yummy for breakfast. But <laughs> give up. So anyone who's struggling with their skin, like give up one thing for about a month and just see the difference so that you can get your unique threshold. And then you'll reintroduce it on purpose and just pay attention to how your skin responds. Yep. Highly right, recommend starting this. This with the my... eggs yeah. and or dairy as your first thing to give up because you'll see the biggest difference. And again, as humans, we need to see improvement to, you know, to motivate us to stay on. And eggs and dairy are those those two that you'll see pretty quick improvements and reduction of inflammation, reduction of breakouts. You'll notice a difference pretty quickly. So it'll make that month easier because you'll be motivated by the change that you see. All right. September challenge. No eggs. There you go. <laughs> No, no document it take before and afters i'm gonna message you guys and be like it's been 30 days <laughs> take a photo you're gonna be like new skin who this new skin who this yep. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> well s- speaking of new skin i think one thing that i also want to talk about because you guys like your products aren't only just for targeting acne issues you also target um anti-aging as well and i have personally always I think there's just so many different types of anti-aging products that are out there on the market. And especially if you don't know anything about it, it can be kind of confusing. And even if you're not going to a dermatologist either, you see retinol and retinoids and vitamin A like everywhere. And it's hard to break down, I feel like, what the difference between it all is. And one of the products that um, you guys had was your Hydroglobe Moisturizer, which has a natural alternative to retinol in it. And I can never pronounce the ingredient name, the... Is it Bach? Bacuchiol. How do you say it? The one, the B Bacuchiol. one. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's fun How, to say. What is the difference between all these and why did you just stop? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. What is the difference between all of these and like why did you decide to go more with um, a more natural route on this well, one? Well, retinol's um, not invited to the non-toxic party. Like if you're, if you're focused on clean <laughs> or non-toxic retinol, okay. retinol is not allowed essentially. Um, and that's, be- uh-huh. yeah, so that's, that's the number one reason because we are, you know, heavily focused on being an, as non-toxic as possible. And that's a whole other separate conversation because all that stuff changes all the time, but we do our best to avoid all known toxins and retinol is considered one of them. So um, also I, I know a lot of people love it good for them if you have acne it can make you purge like crazy and the purge doesn't stop and it's like a lot of people who struggle with breakouts Mm. have had horrific experiences with retinol and then it can create other problems like excessive sun sensitivity which makes you age faster um and some people like never quite get to the point where their skin can tolerate it so they're constantly irritated so they still are breaking out if not worse than when they first started they're irritated, they're getting sun damage, and their barrier is so compromised that they're just getting, like, fried by UV exposure. So all of those things are huge, huge, huge variables that happen to more people than not. So if someone has a retinol that they like and it's a low strength and they've been using it forever and they love it, good for them. They made it to the 
they made it to the other side. Um, and we just want people to do what, what they feel works for them. But for a lot of people, it's just it's just got too many red flags and it doesn't play nice with other things too. Like for acne, mandelic acid is more effective, but doing retinol and an acid, um, they, they kind of compete with each other and they just create a lot of sensitivity. So it's like, we kind of had to pick a lane and we chose mandelic Mm -hmm. acid because it's anti-aging and anti-acne. And it also helps with melasma and fungal acne too, without creating excessive UV exposure or UV sensitivity like retinol. Hmm. That's very mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Was there a particular product like when you were designing like this line that you really wanted to start out with or that you were really excited to get started on? Hmm. What were we most excited about? I was always excited about making our supplement, our hormonal acne supplements called Mind, Body, Skin, because there just needed to be an alternative mm-hmm. to like Accutane and Spironolactone. There needed to be another option for people who didn't want to do the pharmaceutical route and wanted to go a more holistic route. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that was always the thing that I was super, super excited to make. And we launched that about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. It's always been our passion. I mean, you can see through our education how much it's important to address the internal component of acne. And all of our other products address the external plus our pork clogging pork ingredients checker. So it's like, all right, we got the external done. Check. Mm. But there are those people, exactly like you were saying, Hannah, you're like, I've done everything. I'm trying everything. Something's still wrong. It's things still aren't working. So even if you have the perfect skincare routine and something is going on internally, whether it's um, a hormone imbalance, whether it's a lack of vitamin A, whether it's an inability to break down and absorb the nutrients from the foods that you're eating. And so after seeing lab results in the core reasoning for people who are acne prone, after seeing this for years on end, we designed a supplement that addresses those main causes of why the majority of people are struggling with acne internally. And we put it all into the proper dosages into a supplement. And it's been absolutely wild to see the before and afters from people, even within the first few weeks. And it's from the people that have, quote, tried everything. There's just a few key nutrients they were really missing. I mean, mind, body, skin, it includes digestive enzymes. Some people, it's as simple as they're not breaking down proteins and fats or carbs correctly. And they're not breaking it down. And it's not, they're not absorbing the correct nutrients. And so sometimes it's as easy as that. Sometimes it's a little excess estrogen in their body. And the DIM that we include in Mind, Body, Skin helps filter out excess estrogen that doesn't belong in the body. It's not balancing your current hormones. It's taking what doesn't belong and helping your liver filter it out so your body can naturally rebalance itself. Hmm. So if somebody was on birth control and they wanted to add that into like their uh, routine, would that be like a good choice yep, for it them? Doesn't, it's not contraindicative with birth control because it, it doesn't synthetically act on hormones. Okay. Okay. Because I mean, because that is one thing that I personally have been like, I've been on birth control for 10 years at this point and I, I am nervous for when I do eventually decide to get off birth control of how my skin is going to react to it because... Like, I, I, am I going to suddenly, like, become, like, somebody who is, like, has, like, a lot of acne breakouts? And I know that there's, like, a lot of, like, hormonal shifts that, like, can happen throughout various points of your life. So there, that is something that I've always wondered if um, adding, like, a supplement, like, in, like that into my routine would definitely help to Absolutely. somewhat counteract Yeah, that I would say, way. like, if you know when you're going to get off of it, um, start Mind Body Skin about two months prior. Mm. And it should yeah. be a okay. pretty smooth, pretty smooth, as smooth as possible mm-hmm. transition. I know. I am. That's, I'm, that's very comforting to yeah. know that that is something. Yeah. Other, otherwise, that it's going to be like a little bit haywire for sure. <laughs> I know. I'm very interested yeah. because my birth control is actually progesterone because I have a lot of migraines and I also have the ones that are like aura. And so on estrogen, it increased my risk of stroke. Mm-hmm. So I'm on progesterone and I'm like, well, what does that mean? Is that going to be totally different? Are my hormones just totally whacked? Who knows? <laughs> if you're on a progestin only, I hate just to speak in such general terms because it's not this general, but if generally the progestin only birth control pills make acne worse. So you might find that when you get off of it, your skin mellows out or it could be neutral. Um, or, you know, depending on, it just, it just depends. Like generally if you're on a higher estrogen one and you get off of it, you're only going to get Everything. like breakouts, right? Yeah. Like it's pretty much all bad, like in that sense. Right. And then it'll mellow out. If you're progestin only, mm-hmm. it has a chance to make it better. 
or just yeah. kind of stay the same, maybe a slight chance of making it worse mm-hmm. as your body transition off. But support your body. Do, you know, sweat a lot. Do, I'm yeah. a huge proponent of hot yoga. I feel like it's one of the best things you can do for your lymphatic system and to like reset your, like rechange everything um, in your body. It's like a, it's like the best way to like do an oil change. It's like, all right, if your body's going through something, <laughs> sweat it all out. Your body's going to, you know, regenerate with like, fr- fr- you know, fresh, fresh um, yes. you know, the, I just feel like hot yoga is one of the most detoxifying things you can do, especially to support your body in a transition time where it's trying to normalize again. The only way like for it. excess hormones in your body that. that do not belong, so for your body to rebalance, the only way for excess hormones that don't belong to exit is through sweat or bowel movements. So if you're not having proper bowel movements two to three a day and you're not sweating, you're, there's just such a buildup of hormones in your body and it has no way to exit your body. So it's the best support you can give mm. it moving. Just like Danielle said, the hot yoga is the best combo because it's movement, which is stimulating the lymphatic system and sweat, which is exiting it out of your body what doesn't belong. Hmm. Yes. Noted. That is really great. I, I mean, I'm, I am already a fan of doing yoga. So just adding like more t- hotter temperature and hotter climate to it sounds like a really like easy, like switch for at least for like for me to like, be able to add like into my like routine once that day does come. Um, one thing that I really wanted to ask you guys about, like when it came to your products that I found super interesting because I hadn't seen it really in a lot of other products was you guys have stem cells, like in, um, at least in the HydroGlow moisturizer and the Cell Renew Serum. Can you tell us a little about like the choice to like add that into there and like what is the benefit of having that like in these Yeah, definitely. Products? So it's, they're also called epidermal growth factors, EGF, so you'll see like that mm-hmm. category of of skincare ingredient and uh in the cell renew serum they're collagen derived so it's actual donated purified human tissue um and we have uh, a lab that handles all the purification and the separate you know they separate out the actual material that the skin can recognize and use to rebuild um in the hydroglow moisturizer just with that formula a better fit was plant stem cells so we have argon plants uh sprout stem cells in there essentially so they give Think of it as superfood nutrition for your skin. And all of our products are designed to help the skin like rebuild. Like it's meant to help the skin repair. It's meant to help the barrier stay strong. It's meant to heal after acne scar damage. It's meant to heal after inflammation. So giving the skin a couple of the, the two main like ingredient profiles that are in all of our products are superfoods like that. And then calming ingredients to help the skin just be mellow so that it can heal. So you're going to find like plant stem cells and um, collagen derived stem cells in most of our items, but you'll also find things like turmeric and arnica. So it's superfood and then relaxation essentially for the skin. Mm. I love that. That sounds like really, that sounds like a really nice like mix. And I personally am somebody where I I went through a phase at one point where I had a very, uh, I had contact dermatitis all over my face uh, from a certain makeup product that I used. And my, I remember my doctor telling me that like, it was like my skin barrier had been um, damaged at that point. And like, it was just, cause I was trying to just get it better. And at the time I was like 20 years old, I know nothing about skincare. I'm like excessively exfoliating and I'm just making the entire situation worse and getting my skin like really red and inflamed. And this sounds like it would have been like a product that would have been really nice to kind of like help also soothe that <laughs> instance. And I wish I had known about it and had it been yeah, at that time. Renew. So I, I was really excited to have those two. And yeah, the- yeah. I was really excited to get that when um it was sent over. It was it's been so nice and relaxing. I feel like especially like after like a really long day. Totally. Yeah, the blue one, the cell renew one, is like the best for anyone who's got a like any irritation or um, any sort of dermatitis. So yeah, that blue one is amazing at calming the skin down and just letting it like relax so it can heal. Well, I would love to know, like, is there anything, because we always end every single episode and kind of wrap everything up, like, with the overall survival tip. Is there, like, any tip that you would give somebody who wants to kind of start healing their acne? Like, is there a first step that you would recommend for them to go to? Well, the biggest one which we talked about, but I'm just going to drill it home again, is head to the pork logging ingredients checker. I cannot stress enough that has to be the first thing you do. 
because if you don't know if it's your skincare, if it's your makeup, if it's your hair conditioner or hair oils, hair products that are causing your acne, you can be doing all that hard work internally, all the elimination diets, and you're going to constantly hit a wall of frustration because the acne won't stop if you're still using products with poor quality ingredients. So that should be your very first step. Again, all of your skincare, including SPF, washes, moisturizers, serums, anything you're putting on your skin, makeup and hair conditioner and or hair oils, anything that's leaving a residue. So hair conditioners are made so thick so they stay on your hair. And if there's any post hair oils that you're putting in your hair as well, make sure you're checking those. Because once you have that figured out and then you have your skincare dialed in, if you are still struggling with acne after that, then it's time to look at what's going on internally. Perfect. Well, thank you gals so much like for coming on, Kaylee and Danielle. We've thoroughly enjoyed talking to you about all of this. And I hope that the gals' questions have been answered and they can find some advice. And I would love to give you guys the mic for a couple of seconds to give yourselves a shout out, tell people where they can find you and where they can uh, shop for Clear Stems. You can head to our website, clearstemskincare.com. If you head under the tab resources, that's where you'll find the pore clogging ingredients checker. And then we have an amazing skin quiz on your website. So if on our website. So if you're wondering where should I start, I'm struggling with acne, but I also want to be conscious of aging and making sure that I'm not stripping my skin and I want to be using clean and non-toxic skincare, head to the skin quiz, take that and you'll have your recommended products and recommended tips. Like everything we talked about today about the removing eggs, removing dairy, the supplements, it's going to give you those pointers. So you also have an internal place to start from as well. And then we also have a ton of education on our social platforms, um, and you, so you can head to Clear Some Skincare across all social platforms. And Danielle's is Danielle the Acne Guru, and mine is Kaylee.Christina. Thank you all. Yay. Yes. Thank awesome. you. Thank you for coming on. We thoroughly enjoyed thank this. You. Thanks, this ladies. Is so wonderful. You're amazing. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also, like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.